From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Gordon. Right. Get your face closer. <laughs> you actually have to Sorry. talk into the microphone, Gordon. All right. And this is the best beer show ever. <laughs> Gordon's a large man. Yes. <laughs> Before we get too deep here, we'll give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They, they do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers. Now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms. So this will give, give you access to, to the, 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 the fantastic Zymergy magazine. It's a good magazine. Uh, click Pooping. Uh, at the bottom of our homepage and join today. Did you see the uh, the, the the latest um, the gadgets issue yet? No. Ah, you sh- I should just let, loan you mine. It's sent, sitting in a stack on, of mag- trade magazines on my desk. Uh, well, you know, it's good. I love the gadget one. I love to see what people are DIYing. I like to read Packaging World magazine. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjorton, Hoppin Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Um, and while you're at blindindustudios.com looking for that patron link, which is also where you can find it, go ahead and click on that store link at the top of the page, or uh, go to teespring.com slash stores slash blindindustudios and check out our merch. Brian, what have you been up to beer-related, man? Oh, jeez. Um, Besides shitting at my beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. You should not apologize. It needs to happen. I'm drinking last episode Casey's uh, Pilsner. Uh, yeah, it's uh, now the saltine pilsner. And so, like, we record these often. We record two in a row, and so the first one was shit on Casey, and now this it's, uh, this is also going to be another shit gonna, on Casey. So, but uh, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spread the blame to Rick on this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's yeah. always very helpful. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, and I have some stories that we'll get to when we when we get into this. Yes. So, all right. Um, yeah, uh, Gordon. What have you been up to, beer-related, man? Uh, nothing real crazy, except I don't know if you remember, a few months ago, reached out to you about doing a or an episode with uh, ROA alumnus uh, BJ Harrison, Byram's Custom Woodworks out of Texas. Yep. Yeah. He's been working on a homebrew mead the last few months. Ooh. And he just got a bottle and he said he's going to be setting up here. I think it's on its way as of this weekend. Awesome. Sweet. Hopefully it does not hit a freeze. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I have, you know, I like. I, I wasn't sure. I wanted to get this on a show, and I feel like this is the show where people, at least, um, at least some people, will be on my side. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a rant real quick. Um, it's, I, it's about short pours and specifically uh, short nitro pours. And I'm, I'm real mad about it. Um, I went to a local Irish restaurant um, and got a Guinness. They poured the Guinness and then set it in front of me. And by the time, like, you know, the nitrogen, like, you know, settles out, uh, there was a good, like, two inches of empty glass. Meh. And I'm like, well, but now, like, I've paid for 20 ounces of beer, but I only got 16 ounces of beer. <laughs> I, I feel like that's wrong, and that's theft. 
That's pretty extreme. Uh, is it? Is it, Brian? Is it? Well, technically, <laughs> with a 16-ounce glass, you're only supposed to pour, like, 14 ounces. It, they said, do you want a 20? And I said, yes. And then I got way less than 20. And, Brian... How long does it take to pour a Guinness? Seven minutes. No, two minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a thing, though, like it's supposed to take like... 120 seconds. Well, I don't think it's... Oh. It's not seven minutes. Well, I know a guy, <laughs> I know a guy from Northeast Minneapolis that had consecutively won the Guinness pouring championship like year after year. And it, he said it takes like six or seven minutes. No, it's uh, so at at the at, at the Guinness Brewery in Dublin, it's 120 seconds. It mm, sounds really fast. 119.53 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry that I rounded up a fraction of a second. Wow, and that's according to Forbes, but I don't know if you want to. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't know. Like, and I, I don't know. I, I've, I've also been places where they, they like they, they pour it, and like you get a glass that's like a quarter foam, and like I like, like I want head on my beer, yeah. but I also want beer in my beer. Is is that is is that wrong? Like I know I know I'm old man yelling at cloud right now. Yeah, you totally. Are. <laughs> there should be, I'd say, like a half a finger of head, you know, for presentation. Yeah, well, what I just said is it's, it should be 14 ounces, and then the remaining two ounces in the glass should be head. Okay, but all right. So look at that. Look at that. Um, that that glass there, like that that hop and barrel mug, right? Uh-huh. So if if that was the pint that I was served, um, the beer started below uh, the top of the handle there. So like it's a one of those mugs with a handle, like beer yeah, mugs there. yeah. And so that's that's a good like what three inches down. That's so much lost beer. It's a lot. I was, I was, I was, I was internally angry. (laughs) Are you done yelling at the cloud now? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Like every once in a while, I get like this. This is two episodes where I'm getting shit on, uh, and so like I needed to shit on something else just to like balance out the universe just a little bit. Um, but yeah, all right, so we are, we are, rev- uh, oh, we have a commercial calibration. Oh, thank God. We can delay this just a little bit more. Um, we have quack, quack, quack. 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 Um, which? K-W-A-K. And if you see those, um, those crazy, like, wooden apparatuses with yeah. the weird, gla- like, be it. I, it's, uh, not, it's not a beaker, but it looks, no. It has it has like a bulbous, and then like yeah. uh, then like goes up into almost like a pilsner glass. Yeah, it looks very scientific. Um, they're they're awesome, but um, drinking out of them in Belgium is very dangerous uh, because <laughs> you have to make sure you put it back into the thing. Yeah, um, it gets uh, pr- progressively more difficult. Have you? Uh, so we we uh, we ate at this. Um, all right. We we drank at this uh, small um, uh, cafe in um, in Brussels, and we we all got quacks, and like, they had a multi one, so like it had like a handle in the middle, and it came out and it had like cool. four quack glasses on it, That's really which cool. was kind of dope. I I just I gotta drink a bunch of Orval in Belgium. 
What a what a nerd. I know. <laughs> uh, Orval is I I can't even with it's just so good. It's I think it's the best. You know, and uh, gosh darn it, you know a side tangent here. Do you guys remember Dave's Brew Farm? Yeah. He had that Matacabras beer. Like I I don't remember if it was that similar. I probably my memory's probably foggy on it, but I was talking to a guy about Dave's Brew Farm and we, he brought up Matacabras and I was like, "Man, what I wouldn't give for a six-pack of fucking Matacabras right now." <laughs> but anyway, Orval is really yeah, I think one of my favorites. But we're not talking about any of those. We're talking about Quack today. Yeah, and then Amber Ale. So and then Amber Ale. Why do we get started on that? All right, um, all right. So, uh, well, yeah. So let's 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 taste this Quack. Talk about it. Um, so let's Quack about it. Let's Quack about it. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, it's it's a Belgian strong pale ale, basically. Like, I don't. Paulwell Quack, full-bodied Belgian specialty ale, oh, amber special. in color with beautiful foam and slightly sweet, seductive malt character, rich. Satisfying Belgian ale experience brewed by Bastille's family brewery brewers since not 1791. It was one has won the gold medal at the World Beer Cup, uh, rated exceptional beverage t- by the Beverage Tasting Institute, and gold medal European beer star. Yeah, those are uh, yeah World Beer Cup. That's a big deal, and Beverage Taste Testing Institute also a big deal. Um, so good for them. Uh, is imported by Artisanal Imports out of Austin, Texas. Yeah, but brewed. And bottled in Belgium. All right. Um, nose. Banana clove. Banana um, clove. A little caramel. Uh, yep. Also, like rich, deep caramel, dark fruit. Um, it, it it smells it smells sticky. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> it's it smells sticky. I don't know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> referred to a beer as smelling sticky, but now I, here we go. It definitely like yeah, just like it's it's like all of the the sticky candies and fruits. Yeah, but it is. I'm drinking it, and it is dry. A uh, nice khaki head. Oh, We've wow. got uh, slight hazy copper uh, to amber, um, almost a golden. Like it's just outside of the realm of golden. Head is just. Beige, off-white, almost khaki. God, this is such a nice beer. This uh, does not drink like eight and a half percent. There's so usually like with it with a bigger beer like that. There's there's a lot more body. There's a lot it's, more like alcohol. Like there's it's very crisp. There's something in the way. And this yeah, dry. this this drinks so crisp, so dry, mm-hmm. just kind of like vanishes. It's interesting when it smells like I said sticky, and then it's nice and dry. Yeah, there's like there, there's a really nice sweetness like in the in the middle of the tongue. We could probably say there's some candy sugar in here, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, it has like that that Belgian stretch though. Totally, yeah. A little bit of almost cider is how I like to. If if you want a broad swath of like what Casey meant by a stretched body, it's a little bit that banana will verse over into like almost a cider. Yeah, so uh, when we talk about Belgian or like the the Belgian style stretch, uh, if you if you didn't hear um, any of our um, brew like a monk series, um, when you add like that that candy sugar, like it almost like over attenuates, mm-hmm. and so it just like it it almost like pulls the body, so you get yeah yeast are lazy, they want small sugar yeah. chain, and they want to eat those right away. So you get you get a very cidery uh, quality. This would be a great beer uh, to do a beer poke. Oh yeah, it would caramelize. Yeah. Very nice. Dude, we missed it. They had a beer poke, uh Shell's beer poke at Ziggy's in downtown. 
Well, gosh darn it. I know. I did a beer poke uh, last year and poked through the glass and sent you the, the video. Oh, yeah. And you were like, why would you do that? <laughs> you honestly, like, if you did want to go to Hop and Barrel and do beer poke, like, we, like, pretty much always have a fire going outside and pretty much always have the beer poke ready to ready to go. I mean, it seems like such a liability issue. But it's really not. It's a hot poker. Dude, we're all from, like, the upper Midwest. And I know. I would hope that you have some experience around a campfire. Yeah, you never know. There's some city, city slickers. Yeah, those city slickers, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Always slicking. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to say about Quack? No, it was really good. Quack, man. Quack. No, all, but, uh, Cheers the, to Gordon for bringing this yeah, one, man. On the beer poke, I have another bottle, so I'll try to hold on that for springtime. Yeah, good idea. So what are we talking about? Yeah, we are talking about the Amber Ale. Um, I am looking it up right now. On are you looking up your style, or are you looking up? I, I'm looking Ale. up my recipe. If you want to pull up the BJCP and actually start going over that. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Um, where the hell is it? Oh, I can't find it. Great. This is great, great airtime. All right. Um, all right. So overall impression for American Ambler Ale, this is 19A. And we're looking at the 2021 guidelines. When we did the um, when we did the Every Style Challenge, we looked at 2015. Christ. But we figured if I'm if I'm going to redo the recipe, we might as well look at the new style guidelines. All right. I found it. Yeah, it's 19A. So your overall impression is amber, hoppy, moderate strength American craft beer with malty caramel flavor. Balance can vary quite a bit with some versions being fairly malty and others being aggressively hoppy. So there is the argument here, should this just be an APA with, like an American Pale Ale with caramel malt in it? I don't know, you, you tell me. Hoppy and bitter versions should not have clashing flavors with the caramel malt profile, because that's kind of what we're trying to work with here. So aroma-wise, you know, we want New World hop varieties because it's an American Amber Ale, so everyone's going to bomb the crap out of it with citrus, floral, pine, resin, spice, tropical stone, berry... Um, citrusy hop character is pretty common, isn't required. Moderately low to moderately high maltiness. That's a pretty broad range. So you, you can kind of do a lot with this style, and it's still probably pretty well bracketed. So usually moderate caramel character. Uh, could either support or balance, and sometimes mask hop presentation. Um, esters, let's just, it says moderate to none. Let's just say no esters. Like we don't. Probably not really wanting any fruity esters in there, and that would be indicative of what you know kind of yeast you're using on this, which should probably just be SO5 or something, you know, neutral. Um, deep amber, copper brown, reddish, uh, off white head, good retention, clear. You know, yeah, you should be able to try, you know, probably make this one clear. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard of a hazy amber ale. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, well, we're doing a hazy black IPA at Hop and Barrel. So. I'm so fucking mad about that. <laughs> I have no idea. Because it Why? doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because it's already fucking opaque. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just wait. Oh, my flavor. High hop. Um, high hop flavor. Uh, similar in the aroma. Uh, malt flavor, moderate, strong. Uh, Mouthfeel, medium to medium full. And this is what you're going to get, you know, adding, you know, some caramel adjunct. Uh, smooth finish. No astringency. I don't think how many styles are there that astringency is, like, really a good idea. None. Not very many. Very few. Stronger versions might have a slight alcohol warmth. So there's a, a fine line between astringency and warmth. Um, 
Yeah, kid overlap with a darker male American pale ale. Uh, but I mean, at that point, like honestly, it should just be classified. Yeah, as American. So, yeah. yeah. Um, History wise, you know, we're talking first made in the eighties, red ale, red IPA. Um, I mean, there aren't really any very good name like James Page. I don't know if you yeah. were in Minnesota. That one's a good one. Uh, you want to like hook it up with a neutral pale ale malt, medium to dark. Medium is probably the better way to go to dark crystal malts. Dark crystal malts might be over the top, might get too much roast. American or New World Hops Citrus. They keep pounding on that in the BJCP. Neutral to light estery yeast, and I still say no ester, but that's just me. All right. So this was uh, number 68 out of 80. Um, and oh. <laughs> on your every every style, yep, yeah, yep. Um, and a few caveats at this point. We were recording uh, three episodes at a time. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. Was I around during that? Uh, no, no. This was oh this uh, this was twenty. The uh, we brewed it seven twenty nine twenty eighteen. I think yeah, that would have um, been three episodes. That would have been one of those things where I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. Yeah. This was this is me and Rick. We were we were trying. To, uh, we recorded the episode June twenty sixth of twenty eighteen. Uh, Rick was getting ready to move to Green Bay, so we were pounding out the episodes. Oh, I remember that. Um, also, uh, just uh, Rick for whatever reason was on a really big rye kick and was trying to shove rye into everything. God damn it. So, uh, with with those caveats, um, I allowed this to happen. This is on me. But. Uh, I'm going to eat some crow real quick here by reading this recipe. Oh, boy. Um, be gentle, folks. 63, or I guess 64% two-row, 18% rye, 9% C80, 9% C40. Um, will, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then Willamette and at at sixty and thirty minutes uh, fermented with Y yeast. I don't have the uh, the amounts of the hops uh, right here because I just like lost some of the data. But yeah, rye was your first mistake. There. Yeah, there was a lot of mistakes there. You don't call it an amber anymore. Yeah, I yeah I I, I understand, Brian. I I'm just but why why that why rye in the first place? But why that much? <sighs> I'd have to re-listen to the episode, and I'm afraid to. <laughs> I know I've listened to it once. It's been a while. Oh man! Was that like, I recorded it once. Was that like third show or fourth show that day? I think I think it was second or third that day. <laughs> Those days used to just get so long. Yeah, and you get a little toasted, a little and bit. you start putting rye in things because Rick t- convinces you it's a good idea. And I don't know if you guys remember Rick; he's really good at convincing me of things. Yeah, he is. Like, that's a superpower. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we're just going to rewrite this recipe completely. Um, so uh, there is a god because uh, this beer actually never saw the light of day because the batch got infected. What? Really? Yep. Yeah. Um, it. So at that, po- at that point, I had... I was I was using all plastic fermenters. Oh, right. and uh, yeah, one of the one of the plastic fermenters went bad and infected the batch, and it was a blessing in disguise, because now we get to uh, revisit this insanity. So uh, yeah, American Amber Ale, uh, gents. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up 
Um, everybody's favorite app, Brewfather. I've just heard that there's some contention about whether that's a favorite app or not yeah. on a previous episode. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, Brian was, well, you weren't against it. You just didn't seem you're for it. He just hasn't uh, used it. You know, I haven't used it. And th- I think mo- it was more the idea of, and I had a kind of a conversation with Bjorn on, on the chat it was, online on Messenger. And, like, it, it sounds like a really good plan, but like switching everything over and like getting all of our employees to like switch that sounds like a fool's errand. But anyway. All right. So let's start. I'm thinking uh, let's start with some two row. That that seems good to me. Yes. Right. Some uh, just man. just some just some solid uh, RAR or. What, I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever the, you what I, you're not trying to. It's not like uh, we're talking about like a pilsner. You're trying to get some flavor out of that malt. You're basically just trying to get, um, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. trying to get uh, sugars. All right, um, and then all right. So you, uh, so if we if we go back and we look at um, the the recommended ingredients in here or the. Um, or the characteristic ingredients. So we have a pale malt. We need some crystal malts, plural, right? We want we want to layer some of these flavors, right, Brian? Uh, it, yeah, in any kind of amber, we want to layer, and we want it to be subtle. Um. So, what what are you thinking then? So, if if you're if you if if you you're sitting down and you you want this amber in front of you, like we we need the color. We don't want to go too dark, but we want some flavors. Do we do we try to layer layer different ones in there? Do do we take the same? Like, do we shoot for? Like a specific SRM, and maybe take some American Crystal and some like Simpsons, and layer it that way. I think um, I don't know, man. Like recipes are all across the board. Um, you want something that's going to play well with the hops. So you could you could go uh, a chocolate malt. Well, well, wait, wait. Let me let me let me back up. Munich. Let's talk about Munich. Okay? Oh. Yeah, let's talk about like a Munich Ten because that'll give you like a little bit of color. Um, I, I mean, do I dare say we could talk about aromatic or like do I just talk about aromatic malt too much? You, uh, you have a love affair with uh, aromatic malt. I, love aromatic I, 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 I know you do. Like, right, so let's t- let's let's not with the uh, aromatic malt, but the Munich I think would give us like uh, a a thick. You know, thick with two C's, little, little thickness. Yeah, I'm thinking the uh, the Bonlander Munich from Brees. That sounds about right. Um, and then we are going to need a crystal malt for sure. But uh, and then what, what? So what kind of percentages are we looking at for our crystal? Oh, um, crystal should probably be somewhere around. Probably shouldn't be more in excess of like. We don't want to go over ten. 20. Yeah, I, well, I would think for one individual, it yeah. shouldn't probably be over like five to ten. And so, if you want to like a few of them, you want to stay around the five to seven range. Yeah. Um, you could, and this is what I was going to say, you could do like a black prince, a black patent, uh, a pale chocolate. But I think that pale chocolate might get you too much, um, too like much color. Roast, right? not necessarily. If you go, if you go low enough, but. I think um, that bitterness is going to be a factor. I mean, so if, that's if, why you, I, if you want to go something like that, like wouldn't um, like uh, like a Carafa three or a D House Carafa or something like that. Yeah, 
like all those are pretty much like patent prins and Karafa three, all pretty similar, um, and could work. You know, if you're if you're just trying to get there, but I think we can be a little more creative here, and we'd start with Munich ten. Jeez, um, man, yeah, like like a ten and a. I always stray away from using a sixty. So if we're not gonna use like black P, uh, so SRM we need to be what between ten and seventeen. Yeah. So maybe like a sixty or an eighty. I don't know, man. I don't want to like totally stray away from a sixty, but I think like a ten and. Well, a... so all right, what's uh, you uh, so sixty? You have you have a very specific reason for trying to steer away from it. Oh, tends to oxidize. Um, I mean, but again, if you're like a home brewer and you only have five gallons, you're gonna drink pretty quick, so mm-hmm. maybe don't worry so much about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you do like a forty, um, and then forty and an eighty, or a forty and a one twenty, and then at ten, ten forty, one twenty. But very, very little. So it would be C40. Oop. Oh, that is not what I wanted. I want this one. There we go. So used to uh, Beersmith where, like, the ad is at the bottom. Oh. <laughs> and, and this one is at the top, and it's, j- like, just different enough to... All right, so 40. Where is... There we go. That's not what I want. I want where's where's like my oh I got to do caramel, caramel forty. Really depends on what you want out of this too. Like dark, your darker crystals tend to be less sweet, obviously, and they I, well, and I don't like they give you more burnt caramel raisin. So, but so look, looking at the looking at the style guidelines, the sweetness isn't really something that you want, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean you can always back up any sweetness with sea hops. Two or or attenuation. Uh yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. One twenty. Um uh, we have not talked about victory or special B. Cause Ooh. those those are contenders. I'd say victory. I, like I feel like we don't use victory enough. Okay. I like victory. Victory ombres. Victory victory. Um, just a little victory malt. <laughs> a little victory malt in there. It's all good. All I'll have good. another mint julep. A little, little mint julep. Well, your little. dog is trying to drink your beer. Yeah, he's kind of a lush. Is he? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you know we're talking about. All right, all right, all right. Hey, 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 hey. Um, all right, so, man, I, like, let me, let, let me, let me look at what I have here and then decide if I like it or not. I know, Actually, I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you, just, well, and again, so, it depends on what you want out of this beer, so what do we want? Do we, do we, we don't want, I don't think you and I want a very sweet beer. We do not want a sweet beer. Just based on what I know yeah. about your drinking habits. Um, I do like, you know what, I think I'm gonna get rid of this. Delete this. I'm going to add in. Um, what is that malt? Uh, I think it's uh, like English chocolate. I think is what I want. Baird's chocolate malt. There we go. 
Beautiful. Okay. Um, here's 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 what I have, um, and I'm I'm prepared to make make changes, but um, we have eighty percent two row, seven uh, percent Munich, seven percent victory, three percent C forty, and then just like a sprinkling of Baird's chocolate malt for color. Like uh, like one point eight, about two percent. I think that give us a good layer, yeah. Um, and that gives us an ABV of six uh, percent. Um, OG ten fifty nine, um, and then an SRM of sixteen. You sure that's not too? Fuck, I don't have an SRM chart in front of me. What does it do? Uh, does it SRM is ten to seventeen. Uh, according okay. to the guidelines, I can see the color on the brew father. It looks, yeah, that looks pretty decent. It looks toffee, toffee. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we like to yeah. be. You and I, anyway. I mean, um, speak board necessarily, but what what hops are you thinking? Like, so I so I immediately like anytime I see like American amber and like these like caramely sweet things, I immediately go towards like. Traditional like sea hops, like, I like Cascade Mi- Centennial. I like Michigan Chinook a whole bunch because it depends on where you get it from, I guess. Where like, do you get Michigan, Michigan Chinook? Um, Brian Tennis. <laughs> Michigan. Where does a home brewer get? Oh, I mean, if you check your home brew store and they, you could ask them, hey, do you have Michigan Chinook? But I, I would say just Chinook in general works great for this style because. Do we want to layer hops, or do we want to go simple on the hops because we kind of want the malts to shine? I want to go simple on it, malt shine, because I think with that Michigan Chinook, we could get grapefruit and a little bit of pine. Okay. Um, so we, I, we, or we could do like Chinook and Simcoe. Uh, so here, here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we we front load the bitterness um, on the sixty, yeah. um, and then maybe do. Uh, I don't. I I'm thinking a whirlpool edition. I don't think not necessarily a hop stand. Thing oh. and just like a flame out edition, and then what about a dry hop? Oh. That's that. See that that I'm not sure. Like, are we are we trying to do amber ale from 2022 or amber ale from uh, 2012? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you know me, I want the one from 2012, right? Then that means no dry hop. Okay, right? Yeah, like we weren't dry does. hopping shit then. No. Um. So if we do. Ooh. Just okay, I, you know, I, I'm thinking we want to go m- more pine. So yeah, I yeah yeah with these, um, I'm thinking Cascade. Okay. No. So yeah. completely flip the script. <laughs> completely flip it. Well, that's not another round because we said sea hops. Yep. Yeah. Let's go Cascade. U.S. Cascade. Let's do. 32 IBUs at 60 minutes. Or just the key here, people, is to not clash with the car- with the caramel malt. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, which is very easy to do. Uh, it's it's why I've had so many like bad black IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> because people will just be like, oh hey, what if we uh what if we just put it put a thing in here? Um, how many IBUs? Uh, so right now I have thirty five. 
I feel oh. like we need to go a little higher on the end. Yeah, I think so too. Um, let me see. What if we do two and a half here? It just seems low. And then we'll use the other half there. And, you know, I mean, and like, we all know that these don't make any Wait, sense. Wait, what was it at? It was at 35 IBUs. Oh, man, that might be right on the nose. Easy to f go back. 35 to 40. So it's it's uh, two ounces of Cascade at 60 minutes, and then an ounce at Flame Out. So it's three ounces of hops. Hmm. Let's go with it. Okay. Worst, worst of the things that happens is I have to rebrew it again. True. Uh, what are you thinking yeast-wise? We want something clean. We don't. We want. We want the things to. to I I think prime. for for funsies you should try American Ale too. Mm. There's a little bit of um, a nutty hint to it, and a little bit tart, which I think. Do you know what the Weiss? Uh, oh, twelve seventy two. Twelve seventy two. Yeah. Can get her a little bit cooler, and it's a little bit lighter citrus. Tenuate's pretty good, good flocker, um, good brightness, and I think that would work really well f to make, um, I think this beer should be clear, and so I think that extra yeah, flocker. So I help. should add some Irish moss in here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking like um, 60, you, you could ferment this 60, you could ferment this all the way up to 72. I don't know if I would go that route, but it depends on what you want out of it, again. Or metric temp range 15 to 22. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, if, if, I mean, if we want it pretty clean, go on the, on the like, maybe like, maybe go middle, and then we'll still get some yeast character to yeah. play with it. And, yeah. Um, what are we looking for body? Um, so we're going to want a mash high. Um are we talking like 156, 157? I'm thinking 156, 157. Like we want, we want this to be uh, um, a good, good, solid, moderate to high All body. All right, let's edit Firm. this down. 157. Beautiful. All right, estimate. All right, here is our estimation right now. We have. Uh, an OG estimated at 10.59 and a FG of 10.17, which ah, seems high. high. We could change that by what if we go um, more on the middle with our mash profile? Go more um, middle. They, I just I think 10.17 is going to be too high, dude. I think so, too. Uh, so if we do... We don't want it to be dry. So like if 10.15... So if we do like 153... Um, what is our estimated, uh, finish is 10.15. I like it. Um, so that should give us, it, sh it should be, it should be, uh, like medium bodied. We should yeah. like, and it should have a lot of these really good, like, it, I mean, it's, it's going to be a malt bomb and I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point. Like with a little bit of backup. That used to be a Frisbee. It's, uh, yeah, now it's his just, it's his favorite toy of, uh, Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a dog with a Frisbee. All right, cool. Um, I will post this, uh, in the episode notes, uh, put the little share link, um, for yes. the, uh, for the Brew Father thing so you guys can see that. Brew this, 
bottle it, send it. All right. Um, I will. I'm. I'm just gonna do a quick once over of the recipe, just so it's all kind of in one place. Uh, if I re-listen to the episode later. Um, all right. It is 80% two row, 7.3% uh, Munich 10, 7.3% Victory Malt, 3.6% C40, and 1.8% Baird's Chocolate Malt. We're going to do two ounces or 32, 32 IBUs of Cascade at 60 minutes with an additional one ounce or 3.2 IBUs at flame out or five minutes, depending on how you calculate your stuff. Um, which, with the Tinseth, gives us 35 IBUs. Um, then we're going to ferment with uh, Y-Yeast uh, 1272 or American Ale 2, and we're going to do that kind of in the middle of their range there. Um, we're going to throw some Irish moss in at 10 minutes left in the boil uh, just to help clear some things up, and if things aren't like super clear, we might do something uh, like Biofine or something like that. Um, and then we're going to mash at 153. That sounds like a good recipe. Well, it'll be brewed in the next, uh, in the next month or so. So keep an eye out for that one. And, uh, is there anything else that we have here? I think that's about it, huh? Yeah. I got nothing. I know nothing. All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at Feedback at BlinderStudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BlinderStudios or follow us on Twitter at BlinderScreenNinja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.